All right, it is great to have you here on this Monday. It is that time in the show where we dive in between the headlines to get all the goods, which are dug up by our friends over at Blacklock Reporter. It is where we find managing editor Tom Korski, who's got a nice clean shovel ready to get dirty. Good to have you. Thanks. Thanks, Alex. I'm like, wait, did it ever actually have time to get cleaned off? No. Um, I, before we jump into some of the things you guys have dug up, I, I do want to ask you, because it's not really getting a lot of attention, Christian Freeland will table a financial update on December 14th. This is a government, Tom, that has not tabled a full comprehensive budget in two years, which is unheard of in this country. It's a dangerous precedent to set. And um, apparently we're good with that because everyone's just like, yeah, whatever. It's pretty rough. The former provincial auditor for Newfoundland and Labrador, Elizabeth Marshall, now a senator, pointed out they're also laid on public accounts. This is the big blue book that has come out every year since 1874 that documents where all expenditures over $10,000 went. Well, we don't really know, in fact, what happened to approximately half a trillion dollars in deficit spending over two years, earmarked from the outbreak of the pandemic. Even though mm. Cabinet has gone back to Parliament and asked to spend another $7.4 billion. these numbers don't mean anything. They're simply staggering figures, Alex. But uh, no, the, the state of the finances of uh, the nation are really no one's business. And MPs or senators are getting sincerely, genuinely uh, worried because this, this matters a lot. These are Apparently. 100-year debts. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're when you're asking to spend, you know, over a hundred billion more, uh, it would be great great if you could maybe show what happened to the six hundred, you know, million dollars that apparently is met with a shrug, like is it six oh six hundred billion? Sorry, billion with a B. So yeah, it's like where's that money and how that? I mean, I talked to Kevin Page just quickly about it last a uh, couple of days ago, and I said like, is this normal? And he's like, yeah, no, it's not normal. Um, it, it could be tied up in some policy thing that they haven't quite figured out. But no, it's not not normal to not be able to account for that big of an amount. Well, no, they don't do this at the school board or town council either. That's It's called public money. Next Tuesday is interesting, though, to see if uh, when the f- financial update will be tabled, whether they came within a barn's door of their deficit targets. Remember, even before the pandemic hit, Bill Morneau, God bless him, missed his deficit target by 34%. That was in good mm. times, Alex. I know. So this I know. Is, That's when we is, freaked out. <laughs> exactly. 34%. You can imagine what happened last year. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Look, there's a whole bunch of stuff I want to get into. So, uh, But what's this? I'm reading, like public uh, pandemic health precautions may last months, if not years, according to the new health minister, um, who, you know, has to now, I guess, explain, like, what does full vaccination mean? Is it a third shot for millions of us? Is it not? I mean, I got to be honest, this health minister, not exactly clear. I mean, he may be a little, little more um, competent than the last person, Patty Hadju, but I... Uh, not remarkably. He's not a doctor, and neither was the last one. And I agree with you, the last two were no great shakes. Uh, they did have a doctor in that portfolio so long ago. Jane Philpott, whatever <laughs> happened to her? Yeah. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, he was very casual in uh, dropping this bombshell. Uh, Minister Duclos, when asked by reporters, said, yeah, this, this could go on months, possibly years. It was extraordinarily casual, but the implication was it's not like there's a plan. We're, we're just going to see how this goes. They said mm-hmm. in the in in the 
top deck of the ship as the water crept up to the mailroom. We're just going to see how this goes. And, and people do have a sense they're making it up as they go along in terms of the South African variant. This does not inspire mm-hmm. confidence after a year and a half, Alex. It has been a year and a half, and it's time to get it together. Long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, this is this is like, they, you know, at some point, just get a bloody plan. Just go get that 2006 pandemic preparedness kit that Dr. Tam put together. Just read it once. Just that's all I want. And then, you know, you've got inflation, which you guys are reporting is going to be, you know, continually going up for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, you've got foodflation at 4.7%, headed to 5%. And all this government will say is, well, we're going to get affordable housing and child care. Well, that's great, Tom. But, you know, people don't want to have to wait two or three years for that to happen. We need actual clarity on what the hell's going on in the country as far as the direction of finances. And in this case, you're left to the report you uh, referred to, which is by uh, Bank uh, Farm Credit Canada, it's Ag- Agricultural Bank headquartered in Regina, and its quarterly report said uh, wholesalers are passing along 8%. This is food. Food manufacturers Mm -hmm. passing along 8% increases at the wholesale level. And you will pay more and more and more for the foreseeable future. What does that phrase mean? That means as far ahead as we can see, says Farm Credit Canada and Regina, you're going to pay more for food. That's the inflation outlook. As far ahead as we can possibly see, as is capable by humankind, there will be more and more and more costs for groceries. That's not good. No, it's not. And I have a feeling the chickens are going to come home, uh, you know, to roost on this fairly quickly for this government. Um, You know, this one's confounding. It is and it's not. But this liberal MP who once upon a time, before he got elected, tweeted every skinny Aboriginal girl is on crystal meth, is now named the Parliamentary Secretary for Crown Indigenous <laughs> Relations. This is, is it Jamie Batiste? Um, you know, he was out apparently looking for a girlfriend who was good at cleaning, folding, cooking. Another tweet where he uh, talked about men's tennis as like gay porn, um, that he would accidentally sexually assault a cougar twice this guy's making 185000 a year, another bonus of $18,000. But this is the guy that they put, uh, you know, in to help with Indigenous relations? One of the safest liberal seats in the country, Alex. There used to well, be a it must very, be. <laughs> very, very competent MP from that riding by the name of Mark Eiking. He was chair of the Transport, uh, International Trade Committee for years. Great MP. He retired. Uh, Mr. Eiking used to poll up 70% of the popular vote in that riding in Cape Breton. Uh, Mr. Batiste, who, forgive me, is a donkey, was reelected with under 40%. When you see this sort of braying donkey, and these were tweets that were uncovered by the Toronto Sun in his uh, first campaign in 2019, and there was a cursory apology only after it was detailed in the media. And apparently, I guess people are supposed to forget about that. I don't know how Indigenous women feel about that. I know how I would feel about it, uh, where you see this horse's ass is now the parliamentary Mm -hmm. secretary who will field questions in the House of Commons. Uh, on on the subject of indigenous women. And I bet he will read those speeches in a very heartfelt way. You know, every party has them. Alex, every organization has its quota of donkeys. You usually don't Mm. move those people up to the top of the list. 
But they, they felt no. compelled in this case. I don't know why. And I apologize to all donkeys out there for being uh, referred to like this donkey, because I like most donkeys. Yeah, it doesn't uh, fail to surprise me anymore. And uh, let's, can we finish off on this? Because there's nothing else going on in the world. Uh, like, there's not like a Russia war about to be launched on us. But uh, uh, <laughs> Melanie Jolie is busy in her new job of Fort Affairs, where she's uh, going to put up this monument for three and a half million dollars for the daily sacrifices of our diplomats, the ones who make a, another sweet salary. I mean, really? Is there nothing else this lady can do? She screwed up the birthday party. I don't have a lot of faith she's going to get this one right. But like, this has to be done now. It's it's difficult to fathom, isn't it? They, this is the managers of the Department of Foreign Affairs looked outside the window and saw the empty lawn. I'm not making this up. And they said, you know what we need is a monument to ourselves. And they have been planning this, and there's a competition on right now. And ordinary people can vote. You can pick one of four statues that you would like to honor the Department of Foreign Affairs to be erected at the Department of Foreign Affairs, but paid by you. And our suggestion is it should be <laughs> unveiled by the former ambassador to Afghanistan, who got out oh, of trouble yeah. in a hurry. I think Ambassador mm. Sears is just the guy to unveil the statue to the pandemic heroes of the Department of Foreign Affairs. It's really, it uh, betrays a lack of self-awareness, Alex, that like the naming of the parliamentary secretary yes. for crown indigenous affairs that is simply breathtaking it really does take your breath away well you know maybe this time unlike when she had the uh, holocaust museum maybe she could mention the word jews in there and uh, or maybe she can get the title right on this one but uh, i i likely don't see that happening either but can't make this stuff up tom on that note i know you'll get lots of other stuff and uh, we'll talk again you bet. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate that very much. Tom Gorski joining us here, managing editor of Black Locks Reporter, which, by the way, would make a stunning stocking stuffer if you have someone who loves the news that doesn't always get all the attention. So that would be a good one. Otherwise, tune in to us Monday and Wednesdays at 9, and we'll fill you in on all the stuff. When we come back, uh, could we be headed into a war? Uh, the short answer is yes. And this is what happens when the world looks away because Russia's been amassing a massive show of force along Ukraine's eastern border. And Vlad Putin's got a very simple message for NATO allies. Ukraine will not join NATO or he'll launch an assault in weeks. So Biden and Russian leader uh, Putin will meet tomorrow. And what comes out of this meeting will be very, very uh, important because no question about it, Canada will be drawn into this. Are you listening, Melanie Jolie? Might want to start focusing on that. So we'll do that in just a second. Stay here with us. Alex Pearson on point, and this is Global News Radio.